Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, well, we're back to talk about our marriage. It's going to be a rip-roaring good time, everybody. Sorry we missed one of these, but uh, we did it as soon as we could. We didn't miss one. We didn't miss you... one. I know. I have all this guilt about it. I know. Nobody all cares. All this guilt. No one wants to listen to this. We well, have... I feel like just say we're probably going to release them once every four weeks. And okay, then when yeah. we do it... Twice every four weeks, people feel like they're getting a treat. See, that's one of the things I'm going to do for my next relationship is really set the expectations. You got to set the expectations yeah. low. Then very low. You meet them. Eh, you met yeah, them. Right. You exceed them. You have you're, exceeded them. You're blowing um, it out of the water. It's my. Uh, it's basically my approach to everything. Work. Relationships, right? Parenting, the whole thing, the whole yeah, the whole deal. All right, I got to make sure I can take my notes for our funny clips. Once you take some life notes, there's life note number one: set a low bar. <laughs> we really are helping people with this podcast. <laughs> Everybody out there, set a low bar. Use us as the low bar if you want. All right, so we have some shout outs before. Oh, so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do have shout outs. All right, shout some folks out. Uh, do you want to shout out our anonymous listeners first? Yes, I do want to shout out our anonymous listeners. So our unnamed listeners. We know who they are, but they will remain unnamed for the general public. Uh-huh. Do you want to shout them out? You want to handle nope, this one? I'm going to let you All right. We want to shout out our uh, two anonymous listeners who ended up boning during one of the episodes Apparently, of Separation Anxiety. Our separation podcast has some listeners feeling some kind of way. <laughs> feeling very amorous. Nothing gets those juices going like uh, listening to these two people talk about their failed marriage. I've often felt that way. Right. Well, and uh, it's just a real aphrodisiac. Oh, it's, it's Oysters, so hot. Uh, pheromones (laughs) and our separation podcast our separation podcast i have never ever felt that my voice has inspired anyone to want to have sex um including you i was gonna say maybe most especially (laughs) me (laughs) so i'm glad to know that it worked for somebody out there that's good to know right i feel like you could take that information and really run with it i don't know this might have been a very specific situation (laughs) it's a (laughs) one-off but uh listeners if you also end up doing it to our podcast please let us know we'll withhold your names but we want to know that we're out there someone should be getting laid because of this it's not us but please let us know if after that happens 
you get pregnant because <laughs> we like to claim that child. <laughs> Not like any any guardianship way, just like that we're responsible. So I'm, like Kenny G being responsible for making so many babies with his mm. sweet, sweet sacks. No, I was thinking like David Bowie, uh, like I'm going to, I'm going to steal that baby. Oh no, you can, that, that can be you. That's all you. If you're going to steal that baby. <laughs> nope, yeah. we're only separated. <laughs> oh, we'll get divorced real quick. If you're uh, taking on new babies. Well, careful because speaking of okay. one of our other shout outs goes to Kathy. Let me pull her up. Mm-hmm. Give me a second. Kathy. Good old Kathy. She, oh yeah, here we go. Kathy, she recommended a dating app to us. Oh, okay. Uh, called Stir. It's meant for parents. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. Kathy, I'm actively avoiding other parents <laughs> in my dating quest. <laughs> Man, I parents don't even are a real like buzz my kill. own children right. that much, so I certainly don't expect <laughs> to like anyone else's. Man, parents can never get together. They're always busy, I'd always like, complaining. Where's the app that's all like, 75-year-old billionaires that are uh, approaching SugarDaddy.com. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that actually does yeah. exist. So you might want to make um, yourself a profile on there. Probably going to check it out. Yeah. Um, she says that she loves our dynamic and she's happy that we are continuing to suffer for the listeners and that we are a modern-day Joan of Arc. I love it. Are we a modern-day Joan of Arc and that we're both going to be burned alive? Maybe. Okay. I mean, is she threatening to burn us alive? <laughs> I think she's saying <laughs> that's that we're how I read it. We're martyrs saintly. for the cause. Oh, we're saintly. was Joan of Arc a saint? I believe so. Okay. I believe she was a saint. Yeah, and we are certainly saints. Neither of us are Catholic, but I assume the Catholic Church is going to make us. It's saints coming in the same soon. way that I'm pretty sure I'm going to get knighted. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting around for that call. Just like that guy. We, we side side story. We went to graduate school with a gentleman. A gentleman, another unnamed gentleman. We found his like life what do you want to call it like life a, goals goal, list that he wrote goals. in like high school right oh, no i'm pretty sure he wrote it like that week oh he had written it that it week. was current okay, okay it was current because okay, one of the things was that he was going to be knighted yes and that he was going to win two different nobel prizes one for peace one for literature because one's not enough that's the opposite of what i'm telling everyone <laughs> to do also Checking in, I do not believe that any of these... I don't want to reveal this person's identity, but they are not a Nobel Prize winner. I know they haven't been knighted. Yes, they have I'm not gonna... been knighted. They have not won the Nobel Prize in any capacity, let alone two. But it's still early. It's until they're dead. They've got the... Yeah, we can't write them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shell Bell sent us a really nice message saying that she has rela- she relates a lot to the separation podcast. Oh, that's uh-huh. nice. She's yeah. married with kids and she relates to our fights and hilarious anecdotes. We are hilarious. This divorce is a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> she says that she um, hopes that we continue to podcast, even though she would never want either of us to feel unhappy. Oh, thank you. Oh, um, I mean, we were unhappy. So yeah, uh, we're much yeah. happier now. <laughs> in the, this is actually really helping. This is, as, we, as we've said before, this is the best the podcast has ever been. Oh, uh, yeah. This has been the most we've enjoyed it because we she, can just go back to our separate homes when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> she says that we are amazingly real and our sense of humor is perfection. Uh, and she's sorry if she's being too sappy, but not sorry because we're her kind of people. Oh, Shell Bell, you're our kind of people. Oh, actually, Shell Bell, you're not being sappy enough. I could have taken some more compliments. Also, Shell Bell. Shell Bell lives in Hawaii 
and we want to come stay with you, please. We're coming out. Yeah, so what? Like three, four weeks, we'll do live recordings from your home. Yeah. You can be on the show. No big deal. We yeah, can sure. go... NBD. Uh, going snorkeling. <laughs> You're going snorkeling. Also, Shell Bell, we came here to murder you. <laughs> came here to murder you. <laughs> There's one more. Let's see. We got Shell Bell. We got Kathy. We've got our anonymous bangers. and All bangers all the time. All bangers all the time. <laughs> all bangers all the time. And then we have Laura Rush. Okay. Um, who says that she's been very impressed with how we are dealing with the podcast, with the relationships. She says she appreciates our vulnerability and bravery. She's also a huge VPR fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. For some of us who don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Laura Rush, I like to think of us as a Tom and Katie. Two other, they were, they've been married. They recently announced their divorce. It will play out on the most on the recent show. season. Okay. But their separation announcement, divorce announcement, I feel like had very similar notes to us. Okay. They said that they still love each other, that right. they still are spending a ton of time together. Right. We almost like each other better now. They're still working together. It is us. It is Yeah, us. we're a real Tom and Katie. I thought you meant Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. And I was like, no, that's not. <laughs> that's not what we're doing at all. It might be. Is <laughs> now a good time to tell you I've, I'm dabbling in Scientology. Well, I would like to jump on a couch right now. <laughs> I've seen you behave this way before. I know. Have you ever felt this way before? Okay, I think those are all of our Instagram shout-outs. We did get one very special new Very review. important review. So this review, we're, we posted this on Insta, and we're going to shout it out again in I'd our like regular to, podcast. I'd like to read you it You can read directly. it, yes. Okay. Uh, maybe set to even a little bit of music in okay, the background. Okay, let's put some music in here. Two uggos finally divorcing. <laughs> Listen to two women-hating newly divorcees with so little chemistry, it's a wonder how they lasted this long. Call women uggos and other degrading things. If you see these two on the dating apps, run. And actually, that should be read. Run. run. From one... Mickey 93 Good old Mickey, we knew you were out there. Mickey, you made my week with this review. <laughs> Number one, because it was targeted at both of us. And right. I felt like the last one was only at me. Finally, I've earned Mickey's hatred too. All right. I don't mind if we both are hated. I just need it to be both of right. us. Right. You don't want her to be exclusively singling out you. And as I said in our Instagram post... I'm looking for just a little bit of something that I can count on in right. this ever-changing, ever-shifting landscape. In this topsy-turvy world we live in today, I yeah. Know. Uh, the one thing I can count on is that Miki hates me, <laughs> and they're genuinely—that's a north star. Like I feel like I got so upset at the last Miki review. You can attest to that. Yes. Like we joked about it on the pod, but I actually was very upset by it. This one. Just kind of made me smile. Yeah, it just put a like little some things never heart. change. Yeah. I have to say, too, she got a couple things right. One, it's a wonder how they lasted this long. True, Mickey. Oh, fuck off. Also, if you see these two on the dating apps, run. Also true. I think most of the women that I've uh, gone on hinge dates oh. with would concur with that. Joke's on you, Mickey, because I'm not on the dating apps. <laughs> Joke's on you, because I paused my hinge profile, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on stir yet. 
<laughs> That's the parenting one. Be, yeah, right. So this is uh, for those of our crossover listeners who listen to our Bachelor podcast as well. Uh, Ryan has plans to get on there and try to seek out Carly, who is up. I believe that she endorsed this dating app and um, she is divorced from Evan Bass. Yeah. Ryan's going to hop on up to Nashville. From one boner doctor to another. (laughs) (laughs) There's your opening. There's my opening line right there. (laughs) I hear you like boner dogs. (laughs) I have a doctorate of rhetoric. (laughs) (laughs) Potato, potato. Yeah, we'll, we'll... We'll get you on that app just as like a little experiment. We'll just see if I can. And specifically, I'm going to put that I'm here for Carly yeah, and like, nobody else. Don't even talk That's to me it. if you're not Carly from the Bachelor <laughs> franchise. All right. So those are our shout outs. Thanks uh-huh. for listening, Miki. We, uh, we're glad you're out there doing your thing. You just hate us, you. but we heart you, Miki. Yeah, we love you. You know, fuck you, Miki, but also heart you, Miki. Yeah, you yeah. want to be a thruple? <laughs> she does not. <laughs> All right, so the theme for this separation anxiety episode is less kind of an update on what we're doing, but sort of some reflection. And the prompt we came up with was things we did right during the separation slash things we did wrong during the separation slash things that surprised us yeah during so the separation. we asked each other to both maybe pick out like three or four things of any of those yeah and just we'll just kind of talk just about roll it. through it so it's we're a, just gonna gonna riff on it riff. yeah That's we're gonna we're gonna for. riff back and forth but this Chew i actually fat. i'm looking forward to this because i'm interested in seeing what you put we didn't talk about this in advance we have not discussed it and in i advance. think this is actually kind of neat i like this idea of like us hashing this out mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. that we're hashing out for, you know, seven to 800 people, including Miki, mm-hmm. who's enjoying our very little chemistry right now. All right. You want me to start or you want to start? Uh, you can start. Okay. All right. So uh, you will be pleased to know, maybe it's just like a bias on my part, that most of my things that I, I thought we did right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did too, actually. Okay. I have two things under what surprised me. Five things under things we did well and two things under things we didn't do well. Very self-congratulatory. Very self-congratulatory. I didn't put any surprises in because I did four things and I thought we were supposed to do three to four things. But I can come up with some surprises. Oh, yeah. But right now... My number one is just how big other guys' dicks are. (laughs) Huge surprise. Whoa. Huge. (laughs) Whoa, is this what everybody else is dealing with? Literally a huge surprise. (laughs) Oh, good. I wasn't sure if that yeah. joke was going to oh, play. Oh, that joke played <laughs> okay. real well for me. Okay, so uh, the first thing I <laughs> Moving have... Moving on. Yes, right. Let's never mention it again. Uh, I put the first thing that we did right, I thought was... The listener will remember this, but we separated in October. Around Thanksgiving, we decided to give our marriage another go. Mm-hmm. And we, that it lasted until about the end of January. Mm-hmm. So a couple of months... And to me, that was definitely the right call, mm-hmm. even though it didn't work out. I agree. Because I think that if we would have just called it in October, there would have been a lot more like, are we making the wrong decision? Are we mm-hmm. making a bad choice? And I think the trial of trying to get back together, short-lived as it was, was sort of like, oh, no, this this is not going to work. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think that um, everything... I mean, I think actually a lot of our answers are probably going to be similar mm-hmm. or tied to other answers. Um, to me, everything felt very hectic and and 
I mean, chaotic yes. and crazy for uh, the early months of fall when we separated. I feel like we didn't know what we were doing. Our emotions were all over the place. Right. And I definitely thought that when we came back together at the end of November, like we had spent Thanksgiving together. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, the thing that I kept coming back to in that time was like, I don't want to do this and have a question in my mind of like, should we have done more? Did like was this the right thing? Right, and yeah. I think those questions do still exist for both. Yeah, they're of us. always going to be there at least a little bit. But I feel a lot more confident about the decision in what February mm-hmm. or whatever than I did in October. I think the thing that was striking about me too when we came back together, like we actually were getting along fine. There weren't. I mean, there were some things that happened, but for the most part, I felt like we were doing things right and it still just wasn't working and so then i was like okay well there's not this like big driving fight that we're having Uh it just like it didn't feel like the right thing yeah and i think it also clarified that like it's not just that we weren't working but that we also didn't know how to make it work if that makes sense like it wasn't even sort of like, well, if we just did X, Y, and Z, right. things would be fine. Yeah. It was even more intangible than that. Yes. So. Yeah. And I know, I mean, you and I have talked about this before. Like, it's really um, scary, I think, knowing how much to just rely on your gut with these things. Mm-hmm. Because something that I kept saying to you, and I think, I mean, you've said it to me too in various ways, is like, it just doesn't feel like the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because that's not something that you like, okay, well let's make it feel right. You know? And again, I know there are people who have that feeling and ride it out and it does feel right Mm -hmm. again. So I'm not even saying that the minute your marriage feels wrong, you got to get out of it. Not at all. And in fact, I mean, we, you know, we've had really in-depth conversations this week about like, I feel like we're both finally being honest about things, not, not feeling right or also actively being difficult for us for a lot longer. Sure. I think when it, when the separation first happened in October, it did kind of feel like, well, this is very sudden. Yeah. But the more that we've sat with it and the more, I think both of us have honestly really been honest with ourselves and how we have felt over the past, like three, four years. And even, I mean, going back farther than that, I think some of those feelings were always there. We just did a really good job of (laughs) ignoring them. Of playing and playing up the good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it it just did seem like it kind of got to a point where some of those issues were unsustainable or we just couldn't, we didn't know how to work through them or work past them, or maybe we're irreconcilable. I don't know. You know, yeah. We haven't quite figured exactly that out, but I think we are fairly confident that this is the right choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, I think you're probably picking up cartoons in the background from our son, so enjoy that. (laughs) Hang on Miki, if you don't like the uh, podcast, at least enjoy this episode of Royce Bedoyce. (laughs) All right, what do you got for us? Something that surprised me. Okay. How much it's fucking terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Really? See, that was not a surprise for me at all. That has, I think, just taken me aback a little because I think I've always been of the mindset of like, if it's the right thing, it probably isn't that bad. Mm -hmm. Like, 
and again, that's not, that's not me coming from any experience. I think that was always just my assumption was like, if you get divorced and you know that it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Like it'll, it'll suck, but uh-huh. like, it's not that bad. It is awful. Yeah. Like, it, it is it, awful. It's terrible. <laughs> I will. I think that we have always talked about this. We just come from different ends of the spectrum. Like I thought that this would be so bad mm-hmm. that I was like, Oh, this <laughs> like, is actually, this isn't that bad. Well, it's bad, but it's like, Oh, it's an, eight instead of a 10 you know like it's terrible but it's not horrifically terrible yeah i guess whereas i think that my mindset was like it'll be bad but like i'll bounce back it'll like we'll get through it it'll be okay in three months or six months and like it is and i guess i mean i'll go ahead and say my second thing that Uh surprised me because they're i think they're linked but I put on here, like, it has surprised me how many good and bad days we have and how how much I don't know what's coming. Sure. Like, yeah. I, we've both said, I feel like we can have two, three weeks where we really don't have a terrible day. Yeah. And then you'll, like, just, I feel like I'll have a day that completely knocks me on my ass. Right. And either it'll be a day that knocks you on your ass for no reason or some giant thing will fall out of yeah. the sky. Yes. And be like, oh, here, this is also terrible. But I think the harder thing for me those days when something really specific and tangible happens those are really really hard but I think we do a good job at acknowledging okay well this sucks and it's hard but like we want to be in each other's lives Mm -hmm. and we know we want this kind of relationship moving forward so like let's figure out how we're going to do that we do not always do it gracefully or right. eloquently, but we try to do it. I think those days for me are much harder when it's when I don't really have a reason and I just like I'm going to start crying now. I just feel like there are days when I'm like I'm just really sad. Yeah. No, I know exactly cuz at least when something blows up, you're like Oh, that's why I'm upset, but there are days where it's just like this sucks. Yeah, I like hate I it. just hate this. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, it's interesting because, like I said, I agree with you that this is terrible. My surprise, I mean, you remember when we first talked about this and I was like, well, we're not going to do the podcast anymore. We're going to sell the lake house. (laughs) Just like this litany of catastrophic things that are going to happen that have not happened yet. Yeah. And so I think I was so like so much catastrophizing and I was like oh this is just sort of like normal like once we moved past the the direct conflicts and and into this new space I think you saw okay well right like we we can still live our lives and we can still like I just thought this was like your life is over the end yeah Yeah. kind of thing Um, and it has gone better than that though again do not recommend definitely do not recommend and I feel like I had the opposite approach where I had all these examples of like look this person like divorced and now they're living their best life like we can trade off weekends and then go on kick ass trips when we're you know uh, when we're not having the kids and I think I was focused or intentionally focused more on like, okay, well this part will be okay. Or this, you know, sure, yeah. and I, and I'm still doing that. Like I, I think that I want to choose optimism and happiness. Um, and I'm not, I don't want to wallow in sadness. I don't think either one of us does. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, even in doing that, even in like purposefully trying to be like, okay, let's focus on the good. Like let's, I'm going to get out and do something outside mm-hmm. every day. Like I'm not going to let myself sit here and just be m- miserable. There are some days where I'm just like, I'm miserable. Yeah, no. And um, 
I actually think that's one of the things that hopefully the podcast can do for people is I think we're hopefully maybe going to be one of those couples where people are like, well, Ryan and Anna got divorced and they're okay. Yeah. But it's still terrible. Uh, yeah. And though all those people you were looking at who were like, oh, they're having trip Like, yeah, I'm sure they're okay. But like, but I'm like sure it was, it was awful. awful. Yeah. yeah. Just like awful. And I've had, I have had people say that to me in real life. Like mm-hmm. there's no way to do it so that it isn't just the worst. Right. Even if you hated your spouse, if you, I feel like that's the thing too, is we hear, we have a lot of friends or you hear stories of all these different scenarios. Like, you know, we hated each other by the end and it was awful. Yes. We still really liked each other. We just couldn't right. figure out how to make it work. And it was awful. Yeah. It just <laughs> seems like it's awful yeah. no matter what. Yeah. But I will say, I do think that sometimes I'm also surprised by good days where I'm like, oh, this like, yeah. look, I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, oh, we're, we're happy. Everybody's okay. Yeah. We're laughing. We're got having a, a great time. Yeah. <laughs> got a new house with a great view. Got a wildlife cam, y'all. Uh, we got a picture. <laughs> Anna got a picture of a rabbit's ear. A nocturnal picture, so we really got that guy. It's great uh, award-winning photography. I do feel like, I mean, again, setting a low bar, I think because the last year has been so hard, like maybe one of the positive things to come out of it is it really doesn't take that much for me to be like, this is a good yeah, day. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> oh, I had some cookies today. Yeah, oh, the uh, sun is shining. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you really, again, low bar. Back, it all goes back to low bars. Yeah. I like And it. I mean, really, like I remember back in the the thick of things when we were like, Let's just try to have a day where neither one of us cries. Yeah. Like one day. Yeah. And sometimes, and sometimes we made that we goal and it. sometimes we didn't make that goal. Yeah. So, but yeah, we, um, we're really going on like a whole week. I think where nobody's cried. I think possibly so. Yeah. We're getting close. Yeah. So if, yeah. if not there. So that's, well, that's big. I just, but I didn't. You didn't quite start crying. The tears now. didn't You teared spill. up a little. I teared yeah. up. Yeah. Took a sip of my water. Right. Calmed yourself down. Collected Put it back yourself. Together. <laughs> Some people have been demanding more emotions and less jokes well, from this podcast. Well, there it was. Though. So I there, almost there lost it, happened. it. But um, you have another one? Yeah. All right. So I have another thing that I think we did right because I'm totally all about how great we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you'll totally agree with this one is I think we have done a great job of not pitting the kids against the say, other person. I have my yeah. first thing is genuinely putting the kids first. Right. Um, and, you know, I can't remember. I'm not saying that I've been perfect, but I can't remember saying anything negative about you. I actually to don't the kids. think either one of us has yeah. said a single negative thing. Right. Because I want you to have a good relationship with them. As we've talked about, there are ways even in which because we each independently spend more time with them that it kind of sort of helps yes. our individual relationships with the kids. So oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. So I want you to have a good relationship with the kids. I don't want them to feel like they're in the middle. That seems to be the major advice Mm -hmm. that people consistently give. And I think that's probably the only thing that I feel like is certain is like, if you can, you know, obviously people in situations where one spouse is dangerous or whatever, but if, if you can, you know, trying to not pit the kids against the other person, Mm -hmm. I think is probably the most reliably sound thing you can do in this situation yeah and I think I mean we would probably both agree that there have been situations where um we had to put our own (laughs) feelings aside or wants or needs to to do that like nights when they want to do a family dinner and we probably would prefer not to yeah Uh like there's definitely been some awkward family dinners sure yeah but there were some awkward family dinners before we got (laughs) (laughs) before we split up yeah and I think you also learn 
I've been surprised a little bit by ways in which they've been oblivious, Mm -hmm. but then also ways in which they've been really in tune with stuff. Sure. Right. And can really figure out like, oh, you're not getting along or you're upset, you know? Yeah. And I do, I think I have, I will be the first to say, despite the positivity of my list, I have made a lot of mistakes in this process. I can confirm yes, that. Yes, <laughs> a lot of mistakes. But I don't think many of them have had all that much to do with the way that we've handled the kids. I honestly on don't side. think any of yeah. it ha- like I mean, we're not perfect parents or anything, but I Oh, I am. Well, I am too. Yeah. I mean, actually, So we take that yeah. back. We are perfect <laughs> yeah. parents. Yeah. I do feel like maybe there again, there's so much that feels chaotic and up in the air and very like We've both said at times, like, I just don't feel like myself. Yes. Um, but I think that the good, the good thing about having kids is, like, it does give you something external where you can be like, okay, I know I love you. Right. Like, let me just focus on making this okay. Right. And I know I have to be a parent today. Yeah. And I know, that, you know, it gives you a priority that is not going to waver. And I think even, like, we're both good at that. Like, I, it would be really tempting to... <laughs> to fuck up and drink too much or like make bad choices Mm -hmm. that could impact the kids. And I really, I feel like we've both been good about waiting until the kids are out of the house to do that. Sure. Right. I was going to say, I've made a lot of bad choices, but none of them seem to have directly impacted the kids. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of terrible choices just away from view of the children, which is basically the same as not making them at all. Uh, Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. They don't know. Out of sight. Didn't happen. (laughs) All right, what do you got for us? I will say one thing that I think we didn't do well. Uh-huh. And this, actually, I have two bullet points under this. Okay. Um, and I think they're related to each other. So I'll just do both of them. I think we told too many people early on. And I think throughout this process, although increasingly or more at the beginning than now, I have felt like I owed people too much of an explanation. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that. I do. And I again, at this point, I feel very comfortable in people knowing what they know. And that's we have to be okay with that. And um, I don't really feel like I owe anyone an explanation for anything. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. In fact, I almost put that on my list, but I was like, well, we are podcasting our separation. Yeah, (laughs) but I think that's actually, I was thinking about that. And I think that's a really good example because this is something that we both want to do. Right. We're actually not doing it. Sorry, guys, because we feel like we owe you anything. Like we both said. Yeah, fuck (laughs) y'all. We were (laughs) like. Except Miki. Miki needs to know how terrible we are. She really (laughs) deserves that. I think we're doing this. For ourselves, right? Selfishly, yeah. So yeah, this is all. We're all just using you as like invisible armchair therapists to I mean, listen to us work through our traumas. We saw, like, we podcasted Clayton's season and Michelle's season completely separated. Right. We could have done it. Yeah. It would have felt disingenuous. Yeah, we could have continued to ride out this lie that we were uh, passionately in love with one another. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is I feel like because our dynamic is one that's kind of like contentious and this is, we love to spar. Oh, um, yeah. It's a lot of back and forth. I don't think that it would have been that much of a stretch to just really not mention sure. the fact that yeah. we weren't married anymore. Yeah. Um. So really, I don't think that we are doing this podcast because we feel like we owe anyone anything. I think we want to. And I think the difference to me is like back in the fall, we just, I felt a, a strong sense of panic. And yes. 
I think for me, I didn't want anyone to find out and me not know that. So we just, I felt like kind of. <laughs> kind of ran our mouths. Yeah. Well, and we also, we were, we were just sort of in shock. Like sort of the best analogy I can come up with is like in a movie when like a car bomb goes off mm-hmm. and you like can't hear and you're like, what happened? Like mm-hmm. your ears are ringing and like, you're just like, what happened? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what it felt like for a while. Yeah. And so you just didn't have your bearings and it's like. A car, we're just like, a car just exploded, everyone, a car exploded, yeah. you know, just like yelling it through the it? neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we kind of learned to, to manage that a little bit yeah. better. Yeah. And I, I do, like, there were reasons for, like, of course we're going to tell our close friends. Right. And of course we're going to tell our family. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I feel like when you tell people, you then are kind of inviting them to do what they want to do with that information. Right. and Or giving them a window into, you know, suggesting that maybe you want some input on the situation. Right. Yeah, which Um, we do not. No. (laughs) No, neither then nor now. Yeah, so we're not actually looking for any advice at all. We are giving the advice. We are not seeking advice. We're the experts here. (laughs) Nine months of separation later and no special qualifications in human psychology or marriage. We're the experts. We've got it. <laughs> we are experts in the same sense that Nick Vial is a therapist. <laughs> we really ought to put like um, that beautiful conversations with anonymous strangers podcast has that warning at the beginning that's like this guy is not a therapist i feel like we need to do the same thing we are not oh, therapists you're a doctor do not do not listen to our advice <laughs> or uh, take it for what it's worth yeah, two idiots I mean, that's it two idiots who kind of sort of know what they're doing we're experts in the same sense that dax shepherd is <laughs> exactly <laughs> we are literal armchair experts well actually we're not the chairs we're sitting in don't have arms God but damn it, these otherwise chairs. Oh, yeah, God, that's a whole nother thing. We just have a whole rant about how these chairs haven't gotten delivered yet. These fucking chairs. Jackie, (laughs) no, you're listening. Um, but no, I've, and uh, you know, there were repercussions, I think, because then the next time when, when the January rolled around and we separated again, we were like, we're not telling anybody. And we really didn't. I mean, I yeah. feel like you had a handful of friends that you told I had the same, mm-hmm. but that was it. Right. We didn't tell any family. Um, I and mean, I eventually they that, know now. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah of just course. to be clear. We told again. them. Yeah. So that was January. We sent them this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We dropped it in our emails. <laughs> Um, no, we told them in April. So yeah, that's right. Uh, it was only a few months, but I definitely. So I feel like the fallout from that was that that time people were like, "What?" Yeah. But then we, I think, felt much more settled in our decision Correct. because we yeah. had had three months where we really worked through a lot of uh-huh. shit. So and by we the time we told to people, of, we were like, "Yeah, like this, it's okay." It'll be like it was because you've been we've been separated and you've been watching yeah. this whole thing unfold. You haven't known. Right. <laughs> well, and we were saying, I mean, there are people that we work with that if we didn't say anything, wouldn't know for years. I feel we like our, we, I mean, honestly, we could have just run this as a long con. Oh, yeah, like, forever. We could have gone home yeah. for Christmas and Easter. Yeah. My family might have been a little trickier just because we see them more. Sure, yeah. But even then, I feel like we could have done this forever and no one would have right. been the no wiser. no would have noticed. The yeah. kids would have spilled eventually. Right. People would have noticed that I wasn't calling you baby anymore. Yeah. Though I could have put that on. Yeah. For, you know, could have slid, <laughs> yeah. slid back into that role. Yeah, it's just really a, a convincing. That's the one thing. That's the one thing. <laughs> 
Well, and we were always, you know, just making out in front of our families and everything. Where's the raw sexual <laughs> energy that they used to bring to family functions? <laughs> that they used to bring to Christmas morning. <laughs> All right. So one of the things that I think we did either wrong or maybe just imperfectly was not setting super, super clear boundaries. There we go. Things. Ooh, we need boundaries. No, you I feel like you actually suffered from this more than me. Like <laughs> I was I feel like I was the one who was sort of like, oh, that upsets you. Like I didn't I should have just figured that out, but I didn't. Yeah. You know, like I think there was a lot of like, well, I assume that the other person will assume that this is a hurtful thing to do. So they're yeah. just not gonna do it. Yeah. Instead of being like Hey, don't do this. This is hurtful. Yes, I don't want you to do this. And of course, you can't like predict every single thing. Like yeah. some of these conflicts have been like, well, I never would have known to specifically tell you not to do X, Y, and Z because that never would have even occurred to me as a situation, like yeah. as a scenario. But I think the the less we can assume like, okay, Anna or Ryan is going to know that this is a boundary that I don't want crossed and yeah. not cross it the better off we are. I agree with that. And I think, I mean, not surprisingly, I don't think you'll mind me saying, I feel like that's come into play a little bit more with like dating. And, oh, sure. Yeah, with other people. Yeah, right? and I, I think, think when it's, we often say when it's just the two of us, we, but that's another thing. Cause I was going to say like, we know our dynamic, but the dynamic between us has changed it too. Has. Yeah. Uh, but inherently, I think things are easier when it's just us dealing with each other right. versus other people, whether it's dating or, I mean, other things like friends, friends family. family members. Yep. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's just sort of things like, you know, sort of abstract examples would be things like, well, what can and can't you do when you are separated but living in the same house? Yeah. You know, what can and can't you spend money on from a joint bank account? Yeah. You know, like yeah. that sort of thing where it's like you never think about that stuff. There's no real guide for that. And mm -hmm. you just kind of have to feel it out. And I think we've done a good job of after the fact being like, oh, this was a mistake. Yeah. This is the boundary that we need to make instead. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's just really hard to do that. It is hard. And I think it's hard for a couple of reasons. One, again, we are kind of renegotiating the terms of what our relationship mm -hmm. is going to be with each other. And two, that relationship needs to be different. <laughs> right. Well, and we've had, it's hard because there's so much we value yeah. about our relationship. Now, especially now that we've taken a bunch of stuff off the table that wasn't working. Yeah. That it's hard to be like, oh, this relationship is different. Maybe we can't talk about the same things we used to right. talk about. I was going to say, I think that's kind of where I struggle because when you start talking about boundaries, one of my, I've said this to you, but like one of my big fears is that eventually we're just not going to be as close, which is true. Right. Like, I think that is going to happen. Right. Um, but I don't want it to happen. Like, you no, know, no, like I don't I, want it to happen either. But I think we've seen how the lack of kind of very clear delineations about particular things has caused a lot of conflict. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you, it's again, two different personalities because I think your personality is the type to then want to say, well, let's set these boundaries in place almost like as a pre sure. Yeah. Like a preeminent boundary for yeah. like, well, I could foresee this happening. Right. In so 10 let's just, years, we <laughs> yeah. might have a situation where our well, family's on vacation with your family. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like, 
Yeah, I I do spill into the like over planning. Right, the, like, like this could be boundaries. a boundary that yeah. we need. I mean, I'll use the obvious example, which is like when one of us is in a really serious relationship with someone else. But and that is one approach. And then my approach is like, well, neither of us is. So let's. So why are we, why are we even talking about this sure. now? And I think the correct thing is probably somewhere in the middle. Right of, of like, those things. Yeah, I need to be more aware that that is going to happen, and that we can take small steps. So that it isn't a huge change when that does become an issue. But I also think that you can work on maybe not planning for things. Sure. Planning, maybe not catastrophizing, which I am want to do. You're assuming that you're going to have a girlfriend. Well, I was about to say, actually, uh, (laughs) Miki will tell you that we're both uggos and that everyone should run from us on the dating apps and otherwise. So we just may not have to deal with this problem of another serious relationship on either end. Yeah, correct. Um, But yeah, I think that was, well, that has been one of the biggest learning processes is figuring out kind of what the lines are. And as you said, they've been shifting. They're different now than they were three months ago. They'll be different three months from now again. I think that's my thing too of like, let's just roll with it and see what we need to do as it comes because a boundary that we set today might not, might be completely obsolete in four months. Sure. I think my thing is more that we need to have open communication yeah. instead of about, just getting mad instead of just getting mad yes. yeah which yeah. i think that we've done a pretty good job we have done a pretty good job of that i feel yeah. like my initial instinct is always to get mad mm-hmm. but i i think i've gotten better about maybe still getting mad but then more quickly being like okay let's talk about this sure and i have had some instances too where i have gotten mad about stuff where yeah. you were like well, that I didn't see this as a violation of any kind of agreement that we had. Yeah, you know, and and we're sort of surprised that something made me mad right. Like, so, tell me, yeah, if, yeah, which I did. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard. quite loudly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what do you got for us? You got one more for us? Um, I will give one more things we did well. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things that we're doing well that has taken a while, but I. I actually feel like it's been our approach the whole time is being okay with uh, what works for us, not looking normal to a lot of people. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And that has not always been a strength of mine. Or mine either. Like, I feel like as much as I like to just be an asshole and be like, I don't care what anybody says. I, I really, really do. <laughs> we very <laughs> deeply care what other people think about us. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you. It's been surprising to me how much I've been able to just be like, I don't care if you don't care. If you right. don't like this, if, if you think it's weird, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's not your problem. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I completely agree. I think that we've done a good job of not letting other people's opinions interfere with what we want to do for mm-hmm. the most part. I think 90% of the time mm-hmm. we're doing that well. And I think that we can even kind of calibrate when we do that, like come back and be like, no, we don't need to that. Yeah. Doesn't matter. That person's yeah. feedback doesn't matter. I feel matter like you've this. had to point that out to me. Like, cause I have gotten upset before at comments that have been made or, you know, being nervous about going into a situation where I feel like people are going to be talking about me or some people might know things that are going on. Some people might know, think they know, but it's inaccurate. But they're foolish. Yeah. And you've said like, don't worry about it. Like mm-hmm. you can't worry about that. You just need to, you just need to go into that situation and be yourself and, you know, do you and whatever other people think that's what they're going to think. Right. 
right, we're going to do what we're going to do. We're going to do what's best for the kids and each other and anybody else, you know, other than our 800 or so listeners (laughs) whose opinions we value deeply. (laughs) Well, I mean, I said that basically. I had an acquaintance uh, text me after the Facebook post, Uh and she said, you know, like, I had no idea that this was going on. I'm like, I'm thinking about you. I'm really sorry. And I said... I'm in a good place with mm-hmm. the the handful of people that matter the most to me. And like, I'm fine. Right. Yeah. You that's know, it. Yeah. like, I feel like I would be very upset if I felt like you and I were out of sorts. Mm-hmm. If I felt like the kids were really distraught. Right. But beyond that, I don't really give a shit. Well, I would be really upset if Miki started liking us. That's... I mean, that would throw my whole world <laughs> I off mean, that, kilter. that was the list. Yeah. Ryan, right. Our two children. Mickey. Mickey. Those people. <laughs> those are the ones who I care about. Yeah. And Carly from The Bachelorette because, you know, I'm going to need to meet her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to need to bang. <laughs> I'm going to need to meet her. What is that thing wife? called? Spur? Stir. Stir. Yeah, spur. Spur. It's called spur. Yeah, it's for it's a single spurt. cowboy parents. <laughs> Spurt. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new hookup app. Spurt. Uh, I would go on a dating app for single cowboys. I bet you would. Not parents. Yeah, right. Still don't Just want that. Just single cowboys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they have that. I mean, there is a cowboy dating app. Is there? Well, there's a farmer one, but I'm pretty sure there's a cowboy one, I know one there's too. a farmer one. I think here's my... I'm going to make a bold claim about this cowboy app. Okay. There's going to be a lot of fucking posers on this cowboy <laughs> dating app. No. Yes, I think there's going to be a lot of dudes who put a cowboy hat on and are like, hey, I'm on the cowboy app, Here y'all. I am yeah. on the range. I'm roping and riding. Who, like, <laughs> cannot fucking ride a horse, who could not hogtie Just anything. Just eating some beans yep. around the <laughs> old on campfire. The old trail. <laughs> Why don't you and I trail. take a roll in the hay? Save a horse, ride a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, Ryan loves that song. You know, I, I feel like you love, love to reference that song. I do. It's a great song to reference. <laughs> and it's actually not a terrible song. It, I mean, I'm not going to go to bat for it, but I don't think it's a <laughs> terrible okay. song. Okay. podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.